Welcome to Nostalgia Minute for May 6th. I'm Tina. And I'm Julia. Today in Disney history, we'll be traveling back to the year 1940 when a major move was completed. On this day in 1940, the Walt Disney Studio finalized its move from Hyperion Avenue in Silver Lake to a new location in Burbank, California. After enjoying tremendous success with his animated shorts and his first feature film in the late 1930s, Walt was ready to make a big move to increase the size of his studio. Hollywood columnist Robin Coons wrote in May of 1940 that the move to a new studio was tantamount to Mickey Mouse playing around with the stock exchange. Coons claimed to be worried that the removal to the new factory could change the Disney atmosphere drastically. However, Coons toured the new studio and was pleased to report that Disney is still Disney and the Disney lot is still like no other in this town or any other. After the success of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in 1937, Walt Disney wanted to expand his operation, so he looked to Burbank for a larger lot. He then tapped Carl Emanuel Martin Weber to design the space, who had become a popular Art Deco designer after a design showcase hosted by Macy's in 1938 brought him to the attention of industry leaders. Kem Weber brought his distinctive West Coast modernist sensibility to the project, creating a true look and feel for Walt's new campus, including the interiors, furnishings, animation-oriented utilities, and even a font for the studio walls which is still in use today. Weber's studio was more reminiscent of a university campus than a typical Hollywood studio of the day, including refreshing green areas and space for collaboration indoors and out. As Robin Coons wrote after touring the studio, the rooms were roomier, air-conditioned, and more convenient than the old studio. But the walls were still adorned with extracurricular inspiration indicative of the Sans Souci spirit of old. Coons reports that there were still familiar sights found floating around the new campus, including bright ideas, gags, and situations sure to be hooted down at the first story conferences. Running gags were tossed back and forth across the open spaces, and the employees dressed in a weird assortment of informal clothing, including a prevalent hatlessness, which was only one of the lot's many similarities to a college campus. And there was Disney himself, Coons continues, standing there in a leather jacket being called Plain Walt by everyone in sight. According to Coons' report, Disney stockholders should not have become alarmed despite the apparent lack of formality. In Coons' opinion, there may be other lots with more formidable lines of time clocks, but there isn't another with higher morale. Let it be said that this is the organization and spirit that has put Disney on the top of his field, Coons wrote. If they try to change it, they'll change the product, and they wouldn't like that, would they? Also on this day for May 6th, in 1916, Disney legend Adriana Casaletti, the voice of Snow White in Walt Disney's first animated feature film, was born in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Now it's time to say goodbye, so for Nostalgia Minute, I'm Tina. And I'm Julia, and we'll see you real soon. To contact Nostalgia Minute, email minute at nostalgia.com. Some music files provided by fbbts.com. Nostalgia Minute is copyright Nostalgia, LLC.